When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And with me for this one is the voice of the Colorado Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet and the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. It's Drew Goodman. What's happening, Goody? Not too much, man. It's been uh, it's been a fun week. It's going to be a fun weekend with the Giants here. Uh, so uh, you know, baseball, man. Base October, wait, not quite October baseball. Unfortunately, there won't be October baseball other than a couple of days uh, for the Rockies. But you know, high intensity late September baseball for for sure. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that. You know, before we came on here, and just these last couple of days. Yeah, the Rockies don't come out with the series victory, though they, they very easily could. In fact, you flipped just a couple of plays. They could have swept those guys in the hunt for that NL West crown. But just the quality of the baseball, how great has it been? You know, the, we talk about sometimes the dog days of August. We all feel it. 162-game season is long, and when your team has been mostly out of it for most of the year, some of those days in August can be a little – a grind for us and the players and the fans and everybody. And then you get to late September and you got a hot crowd. You got stakes. You got three consecutive fantastic pitching matchups, though all of them turned into games where a decent number of runs were scored. And just quality baseball that came down to a handful of plays that we can analyze and debate. And and it's just, how great was that, man? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it really was. I mean, it, and, and the first game set the tone for it. It was, it was high intensity. Um, it was a really good ball game. I, I said uh, as we came on the air on Wednesday, they start to run together. But uh, when we came on the air Wednesday, I said that game last night, referencing the Tuesday night, it, was, it, was, it had everything you wanted with the exception uh, of a Rockies victory. Um, but it, it was really it was it was good baseball. All three games, good baseball, and, and the irony is something you touched on, Drew. All the matchups were pretty sexy in terms of pitching matchups. We know how well Sensatello has been pitching, and and initially he pitched great. Urias pitched great, and then they both ran into trouble. Uh, you know, I, I think Herman, you know, he just done. I mean, he's he's fatigued. It, I mean, yeah. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Probably been that way for a while. I hope he doesn't throw another pitch. Uh, this year and just you know rest and gets ready for for 2022 um and then yesterday you know kyle that was a vintage kyle freeland gutted out yeah uh, throws out the big hit obviously he gives you a quality start six innings three runs i mean he was good yeah that great lineup and the rockies get after max scherzer 
I mean, Max, Max Scherzer's numbers, nine starts coming into yesterday with the Dodgers. You know him all, Drew. You've talked about it on your shows. Um, you know, it was a joke. He had an O-something ERA. He'd give him five runs. Five runs and 58 innings coming in in a Dodger uniform. The Rockies got him for five. Right. And, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda won that game. They Listen, I never put it on the umpires. I never do that. They're trying their ass off. These guys are the best in the world at their craft. But there were a couple of really, really bad missed called third strikes. The Justin Turner one, the A.J. Pollock one, both against Chassin, that would have gotten Chassin off the field with the score going to the ninth still 5-3 instead of 5-4. And, you know, again, it's baseball. Um and and you can say, well, the Rockies should have scored another run or should have found a way not to give up, you know, that, that run of the ninth. Um, but they were right there. They were three three really good ball games. And if you're a baseball fan, uh, whether you had a, a dog in the hunt or not, you had to be entertained by those three. Yeah, I mean, it, it really – that they were coming down to it. And we even talked about, uh, you know, on the show last night, it's not even – once Max Muncie hit the home run, you thought, oh, man, it was so deflating. But then Rockies first and third, one out, their best hitter at the dish. Plenty of drama left in the bottom of the 10th. And, you know, it, it's obviously unfortunate the way it went down with Crone hitting into the double play there where if he puts the ball in the gap, it's a tie game. If he puts the ball over the wall, which he's done plenty of times this year, Rockies win. Uh, but yeah, man, that's the, I was actually sitting next to somebody, you know, uh, Mari probably, and maybe not as well, cause you don't always come down to our area of the, of the press box, but she sits there in the kind of taking care of all of us, uh, the overseer uh, of the press box. And, and I was sitting there next to her and she leaned over to myself and Ed Henderson when that was going on, she goes, I don't understand how anyone could ever say that baseball is boring. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that that's a whole great game, but that's right, that's a whole nother debate. You know, we we all love the game and we love the intricacies and we love the um, you know, cerebralness and and the um, you know, the the strategy and and in between pitches and we find things that t- that you know, fill up our mind where it's not constant action if you will, but you know, for some it, I I understand why they may think it's slow. But if you love the game and, and have come to uh, understand the game as we all have, then then you do find great you know joy in it. And and those again were three really good games. Hey, last thought, and it's a good point you make because in the bottom of the tenth, you know when when um, Muncie hits that ball out, you think, oh shit, it's done. Yeah. But you but the minute I said this on the air also, the minute the bottom of the 10 starts, you have the tie and run at the plate, right. the California tiebreaker rule. And mm-hmm. when it's first and third, Drew, as you mentioned, CJ's at the plate. It's not just that he's at the plate and he's red hot. He already had eight hits in the series. Um, and he's their leading home run hitter and OPS leader and all those other things. He's the guy you want up there. He also had a 2-0 count. Yeah. And if he hits that ball, which he'll go to the right side a fair amount, if he hits that ball like you know five feet to the right, it's first and third, one run game with one out. Yeah, I mean that it's a, that's why we love the game. It, it is a game of inches, and and um, you know, and unfortunately, it turned into a four six three uh, inning ending and game ending double play. Yeah, but that that is the way it goes, and you'll see if the Rockies can play the Giants just as close, or maybe even take this one impacting and. 
Um, you know, we've talked about this before, the whole idea of playing spoiler and impacting races. And uh, I, I totally agree with your position. And I think Bud Black has kind of articulated that same thing. I don't really get into the playing spoiler thing. If, if I may get into a little bit of why I think it it's fun for a lot of people out there, because we just saw this, right? The two games against Bueller and Scherzer and how many Rockies fans we're talking about maybe they just messed up those guys' chances to win the Cy Young Award, right? There's also the possibility now with the Phillies, two games back of Atlanta, that either the Rocky season is going to end at 161 games in Arizona and they won't play game 162, or the Phillies are going to force a tie and the Rockies will have to fly to Atlanta to play game 162 in a game that means nothing to them in the standings, but will decide who wins the NL East. And I think sort of just being nationally relevant and having all of these people have to watch that game or look in and say, man, why didn't Max Scherzer end up winning the Cy Young? He was so hot at the end of the year. And all those people have to look in and go, oh, hey, that Rockies offense really did some damage to him. There's something a little fun about that that recognition, I think. And yeah. I'll still, by the way, I'll still take Scherzer for, for, for his fourth. I still yeah. own it, isn't it? Uh, you know, Bueller, your point about Bueller – his September's been a been a rougher ride. I mean, the Rockies got after him. Um, he's not been as sharp over his last four, but you know, Scherzer had one hiccup uh, in a Dodger uniform. We'll see him again, obviously next week. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be interesting theater. I didn't look yet today because I've been focused on getting ready for the Giants. Um, is it is it two games still? What is it? Yeah, Phillies two games back. Two games, right? Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it's fun stuff. The manager of the the bar, the DMVR bar, is a big Philly guy. He's like, so you're telling me that the Rockies could hold the fate of my team in their hands in the final? I go, yeah. And then he goes, is it in Atlanta or at Coors? It's in Atlanta. He goes, ah. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know what the numbers are. But, uh, hey, speaking of which, if you know the numbers, if you know the numbers really well, you got to hop on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Start making some money for yourself. Increase your numbers. At least increase your fun uh, in watching the games. You know, I enjoy putting down a little bit of money on somebody to hit a home run. Always makes their at-bats a lot more exciting. Sometimes the overs and unders on pitcher strikeouts, how many runs are going to score in a game, all a lot of fun. Of course, the NFL being back makes sports betting that much easier. It's so easy to get into betting on the NFL uh, especially if you're following along with our DNVR Broncos or DNVR Bets programs. Uh, you can make quite a bit of money very easily, including right up top with the original promo where they're just going to get you hooked up with some free money. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. You'll receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place $1 on any football game. That's all. Promo code DNVR to get $150 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And also, don't forget to toast our friends. I guess you could toast. You could take your Breck Brew, I suppose, if you wanted to, and toast our friends at Chevalier Mortgage. Uh, Chevalier, you know, is French for protectors of the realm. And that's literally what they will do. They will help you protect your realm. They're fi- fantastic. Mike and Virginia, treat you like family. They know all about the sports. Runner. They're big Rams fans, so they can commiserate with you about everything going on 
uh, with CSU. Uh, but obviously, most importantly, they really know the market out here. Their expertise is going to be your lack of stress, essentially. Great perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. You'll enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. But more importantly, obviously, is getting set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006 and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, Goody. One of the other things that I, I really wanted to get your thoughts on here is I was kind of looking at, uh, you know, again, the, the small victories that I see Rockies fans on uh, on Twitter and social media trying to take this time of year. And one of them has been how close this club is to the Padres. And while I, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it that matters all that much. I think it'd be fun to catch them for third place, given all of the hoopla it's gone into San Diego and, and all of the lack of expectations that were there for the Rockies. But I actually think when you dive into why the Rockies have exceeded expectations and why the Padres have been so poor, we get into a much deeper conversation about the future of this team and what there is to build around. And, and spoilers, I've got a lot of numbers here if anyone wants them, but I'll, I'll give you the end of the story right away. I'll give you the answer. Starting pitching. The Rockies are better than they should be in giant quote marks because of starting pitching. And the Padres are worse than they should be because of starting pitching. And it just closed what was supposed to be a massive gap. Yeah, true. I think you and I chatted about this a little bit, you know, last week or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, they absolutely, talking about the Padres, um, they absolutely won – the baseball winter, right? Right. I mean, not, I'm not just talking about in the NLS. They won it throughout baseball. Somebody said, who made the most significant moves in the game in the offseason? Everybody's like, the Padres, man, A.J. Preller. And, and just when you said, man, they got a really impressive pitching staff, they made one more move and got – I think it was Joe Musgrove was the right. last one they got, right? Trying um, to remember the order. They, got, they did the U Darvish one first, didn't they? Yeah. And Blake Snell. And then... That's right. They did Blake Snell. So you're like, holy shit. What if these guys are – they are they're going to have too many starters. Because yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you had the big, you know, the big kid, uh, Paddock. Right. Like, they got too many starters. Clevenger, they knew they weren't going to have this year. Right. And then here we are. You fast forward. And to your observation, the Rockies rotation has remained intact and, and been – far more formidable than the Padre, far more heralded rotation, um, hurt by injury, hurt by performance. Snell uh, for most of the year until, you know, now he got hurt again. But, I mean, uh, he, he had finally turned it around and, and was throwing the ball like Blake Snell. You Darvish has kind of been, you know, up and down, right? And their best pitcher has been Musgrove. So, yeah, who would have thought that? Who in the world would have thought that? Yeah, it's it's wild to me. And, you know, I know I don't I try to stay away from too many football analogies on this show. I like to make them when I go on other shows. But you're a football guy and, and it's that time of year. It's the season I've been watching. So maybe my mind is there. And I was talking about this on TDSP last week. And it's not a direct analogy, but your starting rotation is your quarterback. It's five different guys instead of one guy. But that's. 
the most important part of your team and by magnitudes. And so you can have, so what the Rockies basically have right now is a top 10 quarterback in the league, but a rough offensive line, the defense isn't picking it up. And so they're, they're struggling to do all those things. The Padres on the other hand have a quarterback who just can't get it done and is stopping them from being competitive, even though the rest of the team has been incredibly good. And so I think it confuses people when you look down this list of hitters, Fernando Tatis Jr. has got an OPS plus right now of 169. That's better than any year in Colorado Rockies history, except for the year that Larry Walker won the MVP in 1997. Is that right? Todd Helton's topped out at 165. He did it like three or four or five times, but 169. So they've got a super duper star hitter in Tatis Jr. And then Manny Machado and Jake Cronenworth are both star hitters at 131 and 121. Then Will Myers at 113, Tommy Pham 106, Eric Hosmer 105, Trent Grisham 104. Brendan Rodgers, who's the Rockies' second best hitter behind C.J. Crone, is at 104. So the what, Padres what have C.J. at 129. Okay. So they have seven hitters who have been as good or better than the Rockies' second best hitter. And the Padres' bullpen has been fantastic. Mark Melanson has got a 166 ERA plus. That's elite. Craig Stammen, uh, 133. Chris Matz at 127. Pierce Johnson at 120. But their only starting pitcher with an ERA plus over league average is Joe Musgrove with 122. Yu Darvish, 92. Blake Snell, 92. Chris Paddock with a rough year at 76, Ryan Weathers with a rough year at 76. And that makes up the difference, despite the fact that the the Padres offense is so much better than the Rockies offense, according to these numbers, which do undersell the Rockies a little bit. But the teams are only a handful of games apart because that is how much more important starting pitching is than hitting. It's It blows my mind to, to come back to those numbers. But, yeah, if you've only got one above-average starter, it really doesn't matter. They basically had an elite bullpen and an elite lineup, and it's got them two games over 500. That's why we've always said the game has been and will always be about pitching and, most importantly, starting pitching. And, and you got to have pens. I mean, uh, the Rockies' pen has been much better of late. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the one-loss column certainly on the road trip reflected that. Uh, you know, it's it, – it enabled them to win the ball game on Wednesday. Um, you know, they, I, I still think they threw the ball pretty well yesterday. Unfortunately, they they gave up. Ultimately, yeah. uh, couldn't hold the five to three lead. But the game will always, always, always be about pitching. That's why I was talking to, um, I, I was talking to, um, you know, a, a, a very pro. I'll leave his name out of it because it's not it's not fair if I share you know, information that, that is, is prior, sure. but um, this very prominent person in baseball um, who everyone knows, we were talking about the length, the lengthy contracts and, and he's, and he was agreeing with me. Cause I was like, I just don't know how you can give him out unless it's like a Tatis or an Acuna where they're really young or a Juan Soto. I get that. If you give, yeah. if you give, a, you know, Tatis as they did the 10 or 12 years, whatever the hell it was, uh, Drew, I get that because he's 22 years old. Um, same thing with Juan Soto. But when you start going tw- with 27, 28-year-olds and go, we're going to give him a 10-year deal. 
look at Albert Pujols departed. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Albert, I'm going to have Albert on. Uh, I, I taped a thing. He's going to be coming up on the podcast in the next awesome. week or two. Yeah. Um, it, so it, cool. Yeah, it's an evergreen thing, so I can kind of play it anytime. But we chatted for for the better part of, uh, you know, 25 minutes, and, and he was awesome. And this is the greatest, one of the greatest, greatest, greatest hitters of all time. And you look at his 10-year deal with the Angels, and most people objectively would say, you know what, wasn't a good deal. And this guy is as good as it gets his first 11 years. Drew, you study numbers more than anybody I know. His first 11 years could be the greatest first 11 years in the history of the sport, right? You know him, Drew. You know those numbers. Yeah. 45 home runs, over over 2,000 hits. It was stupid. He was already in the Hall of Fame. You're right. He was a Hall of Famer when he, after a decade in – in St. Louis, Louis. without ever playing a game for the Angels, he was already a Hall of Famer. <laughs> and so he signs the 10-year, $230 million deal, whatever the hell it was. And you look back, and you go, it probably wasn't a good deal for the Angels. And my, my, I'm getting long-winded here. My point is this individual, this prominent individual is with me. You can't, you can't just give those out. You can't hand out, you know, seven, eight, nine-year deals. And I think that the whole industry, forget just the CBA, but, you know, you look at Frankie Lindor and you start looking at the history of these. And I know they're, all it takes is one team to go, no, we're gonna, we don't care. We're going to give out a $300 million deal. These guys come up four times a game position players, right? right. So the M- For me, he's the MVP. And his team ain't going to the postseason. And he's got Machado next to him. He's got one of the – one of the, right. the top young hitters in the game uh, next to him and Jake Cronenworth, they ain't going to the postseason to your point. Yeah, it, it, it really does. It, it blows my mind. And I think you're a hundred percent right. I think the big contracts are, you know, largely going to be a thing of the past. I think especially this off season is going to play out very interestingly with the new CBA coming up, all of these big name free agents, not just the short stops, but, yeah, there's a lot of them out there and something's got to give in, in one direction or another. But, you know, I, I think we are going to see more of these, like what Marcus Simeon did this year with the Toronto Blue Jays and the, the sort of one year, uh, you know, prove it kind of deals to, to get things or, or maybe even it, it's weird to bring up his name now in context of so many other things that happened on just talking about the contract of what Trevor Bauer had done over the last several years for, uh, forget everything else, right? Just those kind of one year to year deals that we're still going to pay him a lot of money. I think we're going to see more of those kinds of things because teams aren't going to want the length. You, you start looking at the length of those deals and how long is Bryce Harper signed for 12 years? He's have a great season now, <laughs> you know, but it's, what, again, what does it look like in year eight, year nine year? Uh, one of the few that worked out is the guy who threw yesterday, Max Scherzer. Seven-year deal for 191 and a half, yeah. somewhere 94 and somewhere in there, just under 200 million. He's going to be a free agent, and and he was great in all seven years for the Nationals in the last couple of months for the uh, for the Dodgers. That's one of the few where you go, hey, that one that one worked out nicely. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I want to keep my eyes 
posted to that absolutely and for sure i'm also by the way gonna have my eyes posted to well i've, I've got a pretty good job but i'm gonna be seeing what the people over at ball are doing i'm always watching after them they do fantastic work you know they create sustainable materials i've got plenty of glass and jars and aluminum that are, that's very easy to recycle. I think most of the Breck Brew cans, well, most all of the Breck Brew cans are, are, are made by our friends over at Ball. So if you're looking for a place to work where you can be really proud of what you do, uh, they've got a 100% score on the Corporate Equality Index from the Human Rights Campaign, which is just a fancy schmancy way of saying they treat everybody incredibly well, whether you're trying to get uh, just get hired in and, and you're worried, you know, you don't you don't want them looking at anything other than the work you're going to do. Right. Whether it's getting hired or moving up in the position, uh, getting better jobs, any of those kinds of things. Check them out today. If you are looking for some work and you care about the environment and how people are treated, text golden to seven, seven, two, 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 and you'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for golden That's jobs.ball.com and search for golden. Or simply text Golden to 77222. And one other one to tell you about. There, there's been another rebranding, by the way. They, they, this is the last one. This is a good one, though. I got to say, the last the last name, I won't put it. But the, the American Raptors are now your rugby team there at Infinity Park. New name, same situation. Really cool deal they got going out there with the American Raptors is where they've got, uh, you know, crossover app. It's a lot of guys who've never played rugby before, but have been successful in other sports uh, going out there. And, hey, they went five and five this last season. So it's not like the total lack of knowledge and understanding led to some awful season. They've got former XFL players out there. Uh, they've got uh, someone um, – who is it? I always trip on the name. Tiela, Tanela Tupou, I don't know, who played for the Seahawks um, – a uh, bunch of different people out there uh, making it fun. Plus, rugby is just a really great sport to get into if you've never gotten into it before. It's really easy to do. You can follow uh, Colton Strickler and DNVR Rugby. They've got podcasts that get you all caught up, whether you need a rundown on all the rules and all the basics, kind of the 101 stuff, or you need the really in-depth things. They're, they're breaking news. They, they've got really great access and insight there. So if you're looking for a new sport to get into, highly recommend rugby and the American Raptors out there at Infinity Park, which is truly Truly a gorgeous facility to take in a sporting event. They also do like movies and stuff like that. So check them out. Um, all right. Robert's got some questions about long-term future. And why don't, why don't we go ahead and start with this one since, uh, you know, you and I were just talking uh, a little bit before kind of playing around, seeing who's going to land where next year. And uh, a lot of things, of course, we're coming back to the Trevor Story conversation. You know, are these the final home games now that we're seeing for Trevor's story, as we just talked about with the big contracts, unlikely to be out there. Has the likelihood in your mind increased that he might actually accept something like, if not the qualifying offer, even a one-year deal to stay in Colorado, let all of this wildness play out and then maybe go after a contract the year after. I drew, um, you know, there has been talk of that. Um, do I think that's a possibility where, you know, he, he he kind of pushes free agency one year down the road uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, he's had he's had a better, you know, offensive season the last month or two. You know, obviously the the slugging's been way up. He's hit some home runs. There are there are very definite questions about his his arm, yeah, um, about his elbow. Um, those are real. I'm not you know giving out 
trade secrets or scuttlebutt that people aren't, you know, that's not already out there. They're he had a spin throw in the game yesterday that any other throw in his career that was an out. He, he spun around, he threw to first base, and there was just loop. It wasn't on a frozen rope. There was loop on it. Yeah, he doesn't. He hasn't cut cut it loose, and you no. can tell that you know there's something there. Yeah. Um, now, is it just uh, you know fatigue and and uh, you know there was an injury and it just because of the course of the season it's hard to heal up something and he'll be fine. Is there something in there you know more significant? No one knows uh, at this point. Uh, so that's going to make anybody pause. Um, you, again, the CBA we keep mentioning that Drew. Uh, is it is it within the realm of possibility? I, I think it is, but I don't walk in his shoes. We're gonna we're gonna sit down, uh, I think this weekend and and chat for for my podcast. Uh, you know, hopefully we were able to get that done. Uh, you know, Trevor is a as you know, Drew, because you're around him. He's a great great kid. He's not a kid. He's a young man. I, I hate using that term all the time. He's a great young man. Uh, he's private, and and he certainly, with something as important and significant as you know where he wants to be or may be, I honestly, it, it, it should be private. It should be between him and his wife, him and his, you know, his his family. Uh, he's not going to share that. Um, I'm sure going through his mind, he's wondering, yeah, these are my final, you know, home games at Coors Field, um, but he may not ultimately know. He doesn't know. What's going to happen? I don't think he, – here's some of it. A year ago at this time, Drew, I think you could safely say even eight months ago, six, seven months ago, once Lindor signed for $300-plus you're like, well, story's every bit as good as Lindor, and you could maybe make a case he's slightly better, right? right. Uh, so he's going to be in that ballpark somewhere. Well, I think things have changed quite a bit, and mm – -hmm. You know, some of it's with Trevor, some of it's with Lindor, some of it's with the industry. Um, and uh, he's not getting anywhere close to that, at least this year. So he may he may say, let me reestablish myself. Let me go out and have a 35 homer, 30 steal season with the Rockies. Uh, I'll do the one year qualifying offer, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. We don't know. And yeah. anybody who professes to know is full of shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, you can't know what your brother knows. Right, right. And if he doesn't know, then nobody knows because he's the one who makes that decision ultimately. And I, I think you're right about that. I do think it's you know it, it really does make things interesting though. As we've talked about, back to the football analogy. Okay, you've got your starting quarterback. That's the most important thing. So you feel good about that. Not only that, you feel great about it. You feel great about the opportunity. I, I saw another stat today. Not to pick on. Chichi Gonzalez. We love Chichi. Anyone who's ever met Chichi Gonzalez, the human being, loves Chichi Gonzalez. So, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I've said it many times. I know you and Patrick have. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. And, and I know where you're going with this because, you know, statistically, you know, he gets hit harder than anyone in baseball. I think that's where you're going. Right. And, and so the Rockies have basically had a five-man rotation this year where all five men have been better than league average except they haven't had that because they've never had that. They've never had all, they had all five of them together for, I think like a week and a half in July. <laughs> and it's like, you know, cause Freeland missed a, the chunk at the beginning of the year. Gomber has had a couple of stints on the IL. Gray has had a couple of, they've mostly been short. They've gotten decent innings from all of these guys, but there's been a decent amount of Chi Chi Gonzalez 
and others. And the Rockies, I think, are eight and fifteen in games started by Chichi, and and worse in games started by the next grouping of just guys. And it hasn't been too many. So when that becomes Rollison and Peter Lambert, who's going tonight for the Rockies, you go. Your area of strength is even set to get better without you doing a thing. Well, I, I would, I would, I would debate you a little bit on that, and I hope you're right. Here, here's my debate. I hope Drew Creaseman. What is it? September. I'm looking at my uh, computer. Mm-hmm. September 24th. I, I hope that you are a thousand percent right that Peter Lambert and Ryan Rollison offer quality options for the Rockies because it's not about five. We like the five, but you made a wonderful point. The five have been together for about, you know, 10 days this year. That's more the norm than the exception. Look at the Padres who we were discussing earlier, even the Dodgers, right? I mean, they just got Kershaw back. Uh, So, you're not going to roll out the same five typically day, you know, start after start for 162. You better have quality sixth option, quality seventh option, quality eighth option. And the reason I'm, you know, I hope you're right, obviously, because I hope those guys do, but we don't know what Peter Lambert will be. He's a young guy. You know, we saw him a couple of years ago. He had, you know, he had a nice debut and, you know, he got knocked around a little bit as a lot of young pitchers do. I don't know who he's going to be. I hope he's terrific, obviously. Sure. Right. Ryan Rollison's never thrown a pitch in the big leagues. I have no idea what he's going to be. Yeah, he was a first round pick. Uh, you know, he doesn't profile stuff wise as a guy that's going to pitch at the, at the top of a rotation right, right. now. Um, we just have to let that evolve and see. And again, I hope you're you're right, but but we don't know who they are. Sure, they don't, they don't know who they. And are. They don't know, right? Yeah, we're all, we're all going to learn together. I, I think what I would say is, you know, just in terms of options, right? Of of things that f- because Peter had had the Tommy John, and and because Rollison's really just now kind of getting to, and he's had a weird injury interrupted season as well that those are guys the Rockies really didn't have the option to even go to this year. They kind of had to go to the Chi-Chi's and the, and the Ryan Feltner's and, and those guys have uh, maybe higher ceiling, sort of more polish, but less excitement than pitchers like Lambert and Rollison who do have a little bit of that prospect shine, but you're hundred percent right. We have no idea, uh, but at least you have those kind of exciting options where I feel like, again, love him, love him, love him. But I feel like I know who Chi-Chi Gonzalez is at this point. And if yeah. I hand the ball to someone else, I want to see what these young guys are going to do now because they can be exactly what you just said. Maybe they won't, maybe they will be, but the sixth, seventh guys, because you're not relying on them when healthy, which you almost never are, to be your two, three. So that's where I think you can kind of get excited even more about that spot. At the very least, don't feel like you've got to go out in free agency and fix your starting rotation. <laughs> um, no, I, I do think if you could – it's so hard. We've had this. I'm not going to bore people with the same conversation. How hard it is for the Rockies to acquire mm-hmm. pitching elsewhere, unless it's you know the last chance motel kind of thing, right? Yeah, right. Um, so that one with the blinking light as you're heading out of town. Um, you know that that's just the reality. Uh, but you'd like them to add on on the wi- on the winter wish list, which I know you and Patrick are going to do a lot on. I'll join you plenty this off season. We'll talk about that. You know, I'm a big Kyle Schwarber guy, right? We can come up with a lot of bats we like, right? I mean, 
you know, Marcus Simeon, that's the high on the everybody's wish list probably all of a sudden. But, you know, when it comes to making the Rockies a contender for next year, um, you, you'd love to be able to find that, you know, really good veteran pitcher that's still got plenty left in the tank. That's oftentimes been more uh, difficult for the Rockies to, um, you know, to go out and get. Um, mm. So uh, we'll see. And, and then it puts more pressure on the guys you mentioned, Verolis and Lambert, to be legitimate options for the Rockies because they'll need them all, man. You, you don't yeah. have to roll five out for 162, as we talked about. Right. And the Rockies, actually, you look back at the years, uh, maybe more in, in 07, 09, and 2010, when they were competing because 17 and 18, they really just did roll with their young starting pitching and got away with it. But you, you say that I thought of a couple of names, as you said, you know, the veteran with some stuff left in the tank, but who maybe is not going to cost a whole ton of money. Oh, you mean Jason Marquis or Josh Fogg or Jason Hamill, like those type of dudes. Yeah. That's, that would be, I think a really great type of addition for this team. Yeah. I'll give you one more. Do you remember when Sean Estes, you know, he was kind of down, <laughs> down, he was down and outs and, and he showed up and he wins 15 games in a Rockies uniform. Yeah. That, that kind of guy, the bounce back guy that's done it before and has some salt in his beard and, and still legitimately has something left. Um, that would be a nice addition since, you know, it's not our money and we're not in charge, but right. we, we're just providing a wish list. And, and uh, yeah, that that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, while we're spending Dick Monfort's money, uh, <laughs> well, and just in general, because we've talked about this on the show and, and we are looking forward. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about your guest on the show before we wrap up here on, on the podcast this week. But. Um, well, yeah. What is what is the rest of the? If I may put you in the chair, the Drew Goodman plan. If you so, we're getting a, a Jason Marquis, Sean Estes type starter. All right. We're uh, I assume in the Drew Goodman plan, we're re-signing John Gray and C.J. Crone. That seems to be, I think, a lot of people around here would like to start there, and that seems smart to me. Are those? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, John's a Rocky, and, and John is really comfortable. Again, I, I don't want to bore people with and repeat. You you and Patrick have talked about this. I've joined you at times and talked about it. John, John's one of those people, like a lot of us. We become, you know, it's like when you sleep in your own bed. John's really comfortable in Colorado, and, and that is really, really important for him. There are other guys that are, are a little more cavalier, and they're like, no, man, I'm a hired gun, and, Okay, you know what? We're listen. I'm gonna make a lot of money. We're gonna live in a really nice house in a really nice neighborhood, whether it's in, you know, New York, Chicago, L.A., Seattle, Philadelphia. It doesn't matter where you send me or where I sign. I'm gonna things will be fine. I think John really wants. He know he definitely wants to be here. So I'm with you. Uh, C.J. Crone is a guy that's bounced around his whole career. He's put up. Um, he's had other good years. Tampa, he had a good year, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he had another 25 homer year. Uh, he's a West. He's a guy that's been out West. Um, he's really well liked in that clubhouse. He's fit in nicely. Um, we haven't really seen it because we're not around them all the time. But you know, he's sneaky, funny, yeah. um, and so I I agree with you. I think you know maybe signing him to a two year deal that doesn't have to break the bank. Uh, I think that would be appealing to to CJ to where he can put down some roots finally for for a little bit. Um, and then on the wish list. I mean, I, again, we'll go over this in greater depth, but off the top of my head, I mentioned Marcus Simia. I, I mean, he's got 41 home runs right now. I, I can't imagine 
it's just it's he's 31 but it's still going to be pretty pricey you know toronto's going to want to hold on to them because they're on the cusp of, of maybe great things yeah um, there uh, but you know kyle schwarber he's he was great in washington he's been great with boston Boston will probably want to hold on to him, but I would. That's a guy I, that is really appealing to me. He's going to hit a lot of home runs. He's not a great outfielder. He can DH some because we know that's coming to the National League. He's a great, uh, not a good guy. He's a great guy. He'll fit right into any clubhouse. He's fabulous. Um, so that that's a name. Um, you know, Castellanos has two years left. To they're both his options. I think it's thirty-four million. So that's 17 per. He's going to opt out of that. So you're talking about a pretty pricey deal. What I like in Nick yeah. Castellanos because he's a he's a you know he's an extra I mean, base hit machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't Nick Castellanos at Coors Field? But uh, but yeah. I think you try to go fishing in all those ponds. Yeah, you know I think you yeah. try to go fishing in all those ponds. And, yeah, and see and see what happens. Again, it's not. You know, we, we can spend other people's money, but the Rockies should, you know, have money to spend. There's a lot of money coming off the books, um, you know, especially if, 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 if story leaves town. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, uh, there's we'll going to be a lot of interesting yeah. conversations on the DNVR podcast. Many I won't be involved with and some I will be involved with, but it's going to, uh, it, it's going to be uh, interesting, uh, I'm sure, because there's it, there's definitely some names out there. Yeah, it, there's going to be some uh, some stuff to talk about. That's for sure. A lot going on. Well, uh, before we do wrap up, speaking of stuff to talk about, uh, you had a great conversation with. Oh, I've I've actually got to do this really quick. You did have a great conversation tease is called a tease uh that put a big old smile on my face that brought my smile by the way brought to you by our friends over at green mountain dental group they're absolutely fantastic they treat you like family they make going to the dentist about as comfortable as it can possibly be <laughs> and they hook you up with a free sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning x-ray and exam today they're located just 15 minutes outside of downtown denver they're one of the very first sponsors of bsn way back in the day so we might not be sitting here having this conversation if not for our good old friends at, at green mountain dental group so check them out uh if you've got any dentist uh, any dental work that you need done can't can't do better in green mountain dental group uh, all right speaking of which the, i did have a big old smile on my face because rolando fernandez as you kind of said at the beginning of the episode and and this is one where you know when, when you got a big guest when there's an albert pujols on i go you guys got to go listen to the albert pujols episode of course you've got to go listen to the albert pujols episode but this is one where as you talked about somebody that maybe even a lot of rockies fans don't know him uh but he's been incredibly important to this organization for uh some time and is really one of those people who if you want to be the hardcore Rockies fan and and really know your stuff. You got to know this guy. You got to go listen to this conversation on the Drew Goodman podcast. And there's a lot more to be learned here uh, than I think. You know, sometimes we like well, it shows when we had, when we had John Gray on the show earlier this year. We had a lot of fun. I don't know if you learned anything. <laughs> this this is a podcast where you'll actually learn some stuff about the inner workings of, of the Rockies machine, and it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um... That shout out, uh, Rolando Fernandez. I've known for a number of years. Um, he runs for those that are unaware. He he is the vice president of international scouting and development for the Rockies. 
he runs their entire Latin American operation. He has for a number of years. So not only will you learn about the Rockies operation, you're going to learn a lot about how players and their teenagers, young teenagers, are often signed in Latin America, that whole process. And it's a fascinating one. And it's, you know, it's completely different than what takes place here in North America. Uh, so um, uh, I, I think it will give you great insight into what takes place in Latin America. And it'll also get you excited from a Rockies perspective about uh, some of the young guys from Latin America that are in the system and are already making their mark, and in many cases, significantly so, in the lower minor leagues. And I know that the um, Rocky system um, has not been well thought of, at least the last couple of years. You go back a few years ago, and it was really well thought of, and it kind of runs in cycles uh, at times. But uh, though there seems to be maybe a little bit of a dearth of top-end prospects in double-A AA and triple-A, you go down to the DSL, the ACL, the Arizona Complex League, and then what has taken place in the Cal League with Fresno and what's taken place in high-A with Spokane. There are a number, in both of those clubs, the aforementioned ones, Fresno and Spokane, are in the postseason. So it's not just a few prospects. The Arizona Complex team won the championship. The oh, Arizona, okay. thank you. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're not only have good young talent, a lot of prospects, but they're winning together, which Spilly and Huey were talking about this yesterday. Don't, don't undervalue the fact that minor league teams, you know, play together and win together and you're kind of getting that culture as opposed to, well, it's really just a singular endeavor because not all those guys are going to get to the big leagues. But anyhow, I think you're going to really enjoy that conversation with Rolando. You're going to learn a lot about the, the process, and you're going to learn a lot about uh, some of the younger players in the Rocky system that I think will uh, energize you. Yeah, there's an interesting historical – you're talking about the cycles of the uh, – and uh, in 2014, Asheville won a championship with – David Dahl and Kyle Freeland and Antonio Sensatella and Carlos Estevez and all these guys who three years later in 17 and 18 were young players playing a big role on a postseason team. And, you know, you, then you go eight. I'm not doing the math right. Eight, nine. To, how old are Spilly and Sully? We won't we won't put it on them. You go back to their time. Right. And they had not yeah. together in 05 and 04. And then in 07, there they are, uh, you know, as the sort of core guys pushing that thing. So I'm, I'm, yeah, real curious to see how good this group of Zach Veen and Drew Romo and Chris McMahon, Elkris Oliveras, and now you're adding Benny Montgomery and, uh, you know, some of these guys into the mix. And they've been – it's going to be fun to watch their – grow the, as a group, them coming up through, uh, you know, and, and some of the guys that you talked about with Rolando, with uh, like Adiel Amador and those, those guys who are getting, you know, uh, who's the next – uh, big star from that because they those guys oftentimes get overlooked because they weren't taken in the draft, which is you know on TV and gets a lot more excitement. But the Rockies have gotten huge contributions over the years, whether it's back in the day from Ubaldo Jimenez, who's still you know has the most war of any starting pitcher of all time, if you consider him the best or not, whatever. Uh, but that you know, up through Carlos Estevez and, and Raimel Tapia out there today, or, or whoever it is, so that it's a place where they can get a lot of value and talent. And uh, it's pretty cool to listen to how that's happened over the years. And he, even him going back and remembering some of the, the, the Felix Hernandez 
memory was great. You know, him remembering seeing one of the greatest pitchers in modern times when he was, what, 15 years old? Yeah, Felix Hernandez. I mean, and he's seen them all. I mean, he's seen Juan Soto. I mean, they're all competing for the same guys, and, and everybody has a – again, this is stuff you'll learn. You know, there's international signing um, pools, so it's not loosely – well, the Dodgers have deeper pockets than everybody or the Yankees. They can sign more players in Latin America than the other teams. That's not how it works down there. And, again, you'll, you'll get an education – um, on the process, but also some of the stories that you mentioned, Drew, about um, some of the biggest names and when he saw them and some guys who were, you know, surprises, you know, the Jose Altuve's of the world, right? Yeah, you got to uh, love, you got to love that. Uh, the, those have always been my favorites, the overlooked guys, uh, you know, and, and we've talked about that to finish on that with the point about, you know, the Rockies farm system. It's, uh, you know, we, I was actually on, like I said, TDSP the other day, and our, our hockey guy, AJ, gave me a great analogy that I'm going to steal from him moving forward. And, you know, it's th- there's that element of, like, recruiting in college football where, oh, if a guy's getting recruited by Bama, he must be good, right? There's got to be something about him. Even if everybody else is going, oh, maybe, maybe not, you know, if you, but if he's getting recruited by Bama, he must be good. Right. And if maybe some of these other teams, the exact same guy. And, and a lot of that happens with biases, whether subconscious or not, and evaluating farm systems where, hey, if the Dodgers picked up a guy in the late round and they've got such and it's not totally unearned. You know, they've got a history of development, whatever. You go, oh, this guy's going to turn out to be great. And, and the Rockies have been overlooked in a lot of ways, I, I think. And even in the last year with the pandemic, it's just been harder to evaluate farm systems. But ultimately, like the guys that come out whether it's Connor Joe being a nobody in terms of prospect rankings or guys in the past. And we've talked about it, like Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado and Trevor story, none of whom were first round picks. Most of those guys weren't even considered top 100 prospects at any point in time. Herman uh, Marquez was not a top 100 prospect when the Rockies acquired him, you know, so this, this evaluation is all very nebulous and there are a lot of guys in the Rockies system. You, you we even talked about, it. you say it's all, all the guys are, they're kind of farther away and that's true, but look at the debuts that we've seen recently, Welker and Belade. Uh, we talked about Lambert coming back, Rollison. So it's also not like there's nothing in terms of guys who are on the cusp and ready to contribute. Even if those guys don't have star power, sometimes they can fill the role that you need them to fill the most. And so I think, you know, when people are looking to the Rockies farm system, so where's that superstar coming from? It's like, yeah, it's Zach Veen and he's 19. And so we're going to have to wait a while. But as we went over before, look at the Padres right now. You don't win baseball seasons on the backs of superstar position players. They're fun to watch. We love them. You win baseball seasons on quality pitching and if the Rockies can graduate a few quality pitchers over the next couple of years and some of these guys end up in the bullpen yeah they can compete because that's what it comes down to yeah you you certainly want to you know time is of the essence because of the rotation that you currently have yeah um and and uh you know you're right about a lot of these young players are really exciting but you know honestly they're you know even if they're on the fast track they're two or three years away when you're talking about you know, Zach Bean who, or, or Drew Romo who have been excelling, but, you know, they're in low A ball and they're going to hit some bumps and you want them to hit some bumps along the way. So you, so they learn how to deal with it, you know, mentally, uh, emotionally, how they make corrections. Um, 
you know, there's one other name, you know, the shortstop who started the year in Fresno and Spokane is Ekiel Tovar is a name that you know, keep in your back pocket as well. Slick fielding shortstop who can hit and may hit for power as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that part's exciting. And um, it, it was fun to sit down and talk to Rolando about that. Yeah. So make sure that you're listening to the Drew Goodman podcast because this show is over. So whatever you're listening to this on now, you can just go right over to the Drew Goodman podcast, search for it on whatever app you're listening to. Make sure you're downloading it regularly so that you don't miss an episode. They're always, always great. Really enjoy, like I said, the conversation with Rolando Fernandez. Very much looking forward to the conversation with Albert Pujols. Uh, and and whenever you can get my guy Juan Pierre on the show, <laughs> right, that's right. I got talked about that. I'm going to get JP. Uh, I love JP. One of my yeah. all favorites. Give him give him my phone number, would you? <laughs> yeah, well, he's the best man. He's the best. I I love Juan Pierre so much. But always looking forward to the next episode of the Drew Goodman podcast. Of course, everyone here is always looking forward to the next Rockies game. We only get a handful of them left, so make sure you're watching them on AT and T Sportsnet, hanging out with all of us, following on social media at Drew Goodman 42, at Drew Creaseman at DNVR underscore Rockies, at Patrick D. Lyons, even though, you know, he's not here today. You can still follow him. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I just saw him. I've hung out with Patrick more on the field than I have on, on the uh, Drew and Patrick podcast, the DNVR Rockies podcast lately. Busy, busy guy. It, it's is, amazing. Man. He it's, is. Uh, we're, we're getting ready for, for some big things here, actually, at DMVR Rockies. So we're very excited as, as much as we're sad that the baseball season will soon be over. We're going to keep going strong through the offseason. So uh, like I said, we know we'll have you back and, and keep doing all that. But it's not over yet. Keep taking in the baseball games. Should be more great baseball, you hope, if they can play the Giants as well as they've played the Dodgers. You, you love to see it. For those of us that really just do enjoy watching the game, you know, win, lose, Whatever. You want to see great baseball when you tune in for a three or what was last night's four and a half hour long. Hold on, hold on, Drew. I'll tell you. you got it. Wait, hold on. I've got it written down. I've got my book right here. 401, brother. Uh, yeah. 401. But that's okay. It was good stuff. And it was. And I'm looking forward tonight. You know, it's gonna Peter Lambert comes back. He'll be out there for probably, you know, hopefully four innings. And then uh, you know, he's going against Alex Wood and it's gonna be more high, high drama. Uh, high intensity baseball so it'll be good very excited so everyone out there we appreciate you listening in watching hopefully here live on the youtube uh leaving your comments for us we do very much appreciate that we know that you will continue to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there we promise to continue being absolutely drew goodman and drew creaseman in here and until next time we will see you at the ballpark <laughs>